Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Forget what it was. Yates is in for Slee Y today. What up? Yates is in for Slee Y. Slee Y. The big, this is like when I used to call it the Allen and Sliwa show occasionally. <laughs> I would fill in and mess yeah. that up. Yates is in for Slee, right? Correct. The big CY is in for Slee. There's a lot of speculation on Twitter that Allen got called in for a last-minute secret mission that oh. something popped off on the other side of the world. Black ops. That he had to go do, yeah, which, perhaps. you know, it tracks. Always in play, especially during the summer. It's is like- Okay. Am I, am I a bad guy for the following suspicion? Al was scheduled to be off Thursday and Friday. Oh, so he's pulling the today. Old extra he was day. not scheduled to be off. Wow. Could he? I mean, he, I'm not. He that, very I, easily could have I, gotten I mean, sick. It I happens. Mean, <laughs> it happens, guys. Sometimes you come down with something. No, maybe no, he ate something no, that didn't this, sit quite this right. Is, this is no. This but, is fair. This is fair. This is right. I mean, we've all done this. Let's 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 okay, be clear. Hold on. To some degree, at some point of our lives, I have not for one very simple reason. I've thought about it. A th- I, I'm off, for instance. I'm off next Friday. Yeah. Okay? Right. If you don't think I've run through 10 billion scenarios on how not to be here on Thursday, or too. Or maybe even Monday. Right, <laughs> right. I under, you're right? Right. But I always say, you can't call in sick the day before you're scheduled to be off. So this is a hard rule in your office. In your, in because your, to in me, it is a neon sign of you're faking it. I mean, th- and this is also why... Like there should be, you should not have to disclose what you're sick. To, like I'm off not days coming off in today. Days. Yeah, can't make it. Yeah. Whatever, whatever the reason is, we have to demystify the reason why you shouldn't be able to make it into work. Like if you can't make it and you say I can't make it today, okay, you know what I'm saying? But they have another profession. But you can't get by. Like you can't have emergencies versus non-emergencies in those situations. Right. You know what I mean? You've got to. It's tough. So my wife is an RN. Yeah. Okay. And when and. She, you know, occasionally people do get sick and you got to call in. It's the most, it's the cleanest procedure in the world. Okay. She calls the charge nurse and says, I'm calling out for tomorrow. Yeah. And the charge nurse says, okay. And they hang up the phone. Right. Calling That's out. That's it. Right. I'm calling out for tomorrow. Right. Not what's going on. Are you okay? Not, not, I'm not going to be there tomorrow. You need to find somebody to replace me. <laughs> I don't me. really care either. You it know what I'm matter. saying? It doesn't matter if you're not going to be here. Are right. my suspicions well-founded? <laughs> I mean, the thing is too, because it was... Here's the thing. If he had said this last night, would you have respected it more? Like, there's no, the problem is when you go with the I'm sick, there's no way to do it other than putting somebody in a stop, spot, start, spot. You can't say 10 p.m., oh man, I'm not feeling well. Maybe you should think about getting somebody tomorrow. That looks terrible. That looks almost even worse. But, Slee, I, th- I think I'm What you, you do is you, you plant the seed on Monday. <laughs> oh, you know, man, I just I cannot shake this thing. I felt, <laughs> I felt kind of lousy all weekend. This Still is, don't feel great. This is despicable. And, and, then, and then on Tuesday, you're like, man, I thought it was going to get better. It's getting worse. And then <laughs> when, when Wednesday comes around, you're like, oh, hey, man. he mentioned he wasn't yeah. feeling great. Travis, I, I kid you not, I, I think that Slee would follow that formula. <laughs> I think he followed that formula because on Monday and Tuesday, he didn't sound so well. Oh. You did all say sudden, that when I got it. Yes, I, I asked, did, yeah. what happened to sleep? And Funches immediately goes, oh, man, last couple of days, he's been a little off. I yeah, didn't notice. Yeah. You didn't notice? Really? Right. I noticed. The other His guys on the team Brian? didn't notice. No, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. he, he didn't have the same oomph in his voice. So he planted the seed with you. <laughs> Is what happens. You, you are his emissary on this. <laughs> That's fine. How much did Slee will pay you <laughs> yeah. to bring that up? Lots no, of money. I'm telling you what's going to happen right now. Funches tomorrow morning is going to be like, I think I caught what Slee would yeah. caught. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Doubling down That's on the fine. Thursday, right. a four-day weekend. Right. I'm fine with that. <laughs> that would be well played, Sliwa. We yeah. see you. Yeah. We see you. Why Nothing wrong with oh, that. By the way, I'm. I'm get, take your time. It's yeah. fine. But no. can, you know what? You know what? Just kind of get eight track. Just kind of. Just going to. Right. You know, just. So, so you guys don't have the trust that, you know, 
Maybe it, maybe it would have leaked. You guess know? not. I know I'm you guys have been working it. on some team building. I'm a vault over here. I'm just Even if I wanted to leak, I'm just saying trust it. between hosts has been an issue. This well, we week. had flying water bottles. People are yesterday. throwing things all over the studio. Yeah. Even if in jest or in play, clearly things are getting broken. So this is one of those <laughs> that maybe it's what happened with Sedano and Cap yesterday. I'm unaware, but sure. When oh, we do have the sound. You got the sound now. Okay, let's, all right, take let's a, hear let's the sound. Let's hear what you hear from this. Yeah. Yeah. No shock, because you're an idiot. Well, you're a moron. How about that? And you also are blind. And yeah. a terrible... T- Uh-oh. That- <laughs> what the hell Let's go! Happening? Bring it! Yeah, so, that, okay. Let me no, do a that, physical there recreation. There was one sound in there no, right. that sounded... It was not a slap. No. But, and, and, but so, when you hear that... Let's run it back. When he says, let's go bring it. Scott had <laughs> abandoned everything. It was doing one of these. Okay. And, like, it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. But, like... He was clear, like a switch flipped, and he was like, "What well, are we doing? Are we throwing stuff? Are we fake arm wrestling? What's happening?" Especially here? with guys. Men. Yes, there's that. Hey, we're having a good time right up until we're not, <laughs> right? And then it's like, okay, oh, now, now, now I'm mad. Right now, I'm and, mad. We don't have to fight, right. but I'm definitely I'm, pissed. I'm yeah. done. Yeah. So we can either choose to stop, or we can go to the next stop. Right, right. The, 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 I could get off the train here. How many times did you see your buddies in in elementary, sure. junior high, high school? They're wrestling, they're having a good time. They're kind of, and then all of a sudden, they're fighting. They're fighting, fighting. We used to slap box before homeroom every single day in middle school, and there was always that fine line with somebody who was really trying to hurt somebody. <laughs> that was usually somebody, somebody who <laughs> right? wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, by the time everybody was old enough, we realized that that was not a good way to either stay healthy or free, and so we stopped that. But <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. It's no joke. You be in practice sometimes, things get a little hairy. It's like, all right, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Let me one listen. step further. Brian, let me listen to it one more time. Yeah, yeah, no shock, because you're an idiot. Well, you're a moron. How about that? And you also are blind. And yeah. a terrible... T- what the what that that Let's slap sound is I, I don't nobody was, was slapped, water. but water, it, was, a bottle. No. it was the water what, bottle. What happened? No, you broke the bottle. No, what? I hit your belly, okay. which was an easy target. They're throwing no, water bottles it at each other. The, because you threw it on the... It on was the, just like Kling Yates. He broke it, I, and then you broke no, it. No, you what broke did you it. Break? No, you the bat. broke it. Oh. I broke that bat before George did. Yeah. I, on that ball, I hit straight to Kaplan. Off my the bat, end of the bat. Yeah, my bat broke. And yeah. then Cap, and then Scott, uh, George, excuse me, got up the next day, AB, and it cracked on him, and he shattered it. Yeah, but yeah, they are... Trust between hosts apparently at a premium these days. Look, this is like any family. You have moments. Sure. Like everything's great, and then there, there's a little tension. Time to boil over. And it kind of comes back around again. And, hey, what were we fighting? I don't know. You don't even remember. And Emma- then somebody makes the mistake going, I remember what it was. <laughs> and it brings like, it back up. Oh, yeah. right. right. Yeah. Now, you did do that And then you me. have to have to talk with that side person <laughs> as an older member of the family and be like, that's why we don't bring it up. Because we don't need to ruin Thanksgiving again over something that happened in 1997. In my family, <laughs> that's my youngest son's Michael roles when the two older ones will fight yeah. and they'll like they'll finally go hey remember when you said that about her <laughs> it's like here we go again really right thanks we're, buddy. Doing, we're doing that again emily pick a good week to take off yeah. <laughs> so um melvin gordon former charger running back yeah. uh former denver bronco running back he he was on the radio and he was lamenting the death of the running back getting paid right and he basically he didn't basically say he said sean mcveigh killed the running back position that after the Rams gave Todd Gurley that big deal, yeah. and then shortly after that, just basically said, Iced him out. we're done, and cut him, and he ended up in Atlanta, that no one's gotten paid there. And he also said, when McVay said, I'll never pay another running back, I'll just... First of all, McVay never said that. Okay. So, so that, okay. it's an important note that he never... Okay. Now, he may have thought that. And he may have practiced that. He may have practiced that, but he didn't say that. The part that I don't get, and it's gone to McCaffrey and Austin Eckler and Derrick Henry and all these very good running backs in the league, Guys, you are worth what the market tells you that you are worth. Sure. And and the market is telling you that position is as less valuable as it's ever been in the history of the league. This isn't Emmett Smith and Barry Sanders and Adrian Peterson. This is a churn and burn them back there league. They pay the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, the left tackles, and the corners. Right. Your position doesn't matter the way it used to. But, 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 but here, and there's a big but in the sense of this. 
the football being played is not any less violent. And this doesn't make sense in terms of the context of business. It doesn't make sense in the context of dollars and cents. Pardon the pun. It makes sense on the humanity level because we know the physical punishment that running backs go through, even those who do not carry the workload. The simple nature of what you're doing on the field. Some might say if we were arguing what should and should not be deserves earlier chances for bigger pays because of how much the offense matters, rather because of how much a running back can matter to an offense if you are good. That's the only argument that I don't want to say makes sense, but is otherwise, it is the only argument. Because yes, you're correct. If guys don't want to use running backs, that's well within their right. They don't have to do that. And if the CBA, a collectively bargained agreement, has it such that running backs are not getting special exceptions, well, then that just is what it is. Then the point is, then their beef is with their own union. But the point is, though, it is an awareness thing just in general on people who think about this and you say, hey, yeah, maybe they do need a separate CBA. That's not entirely out of the question. I'm here for that. And maybe that would even be better for the league, too, because you would get guys, and let's just say if you're a running back, you can go after your freshman year. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait until you're a junior or a senior. Injury risk comes at the pro level where you can heal it better and potentially keep somebody out of harm's way so they're not playing against Temple in week six or whatever. You see what I'm saying? I, I, I'm okay with the argument of let's let them operate under a different set of rules. Yeah. If that's if that's their argument, you have my attention. That's not the argument that I'm hearing from these okay, guys. I, the argument I'm hearing from is, well, we don't get paid the way that kickers get paid. They, on average – Kickers make more than running backs in the NFL. Right. Kickers are more valuable than running backs no, in the NFL. No, fair enough. I think it's just hard to see also because this is where the econ- the econ- economics of it overlaps with the history of it. And I mean this in this way. For the mm, for the 25 years prior to, let's just say, the year 2010. That's about the right timeline, by the running way. Running backs were considered, just in terms of Smart culture, position. culture, never mind football. I mean, the culture of what the sporting world was, they were considered important players. Yes. You know, Marshall Falk is the first person that comes to mind in this regard, thinking of Rams, even though he didn't play here. I, and, I, and I understand why when you have deleted the, the cultural cachet that running backs have, along with deleting the usage rate, but you have not deleted the actual physical pain that these guys go through, they look at it as, whoa. What happened? That argument, I understand. From a solution standpoint, though, it's just pointing out something that they didn't realize was going to end up the way that it did. I'm glad you used Marshall Falk as the example because I think he's the perfect example of what the position needs to become and and, and a guy that will – if the next Marshall Falk we're getting paid, right? right? The next Derrick Henry, probably not. Marshall Falk for sure will do that next. It's Travis Slee, Big CY, in for Slee on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Dodgers playing a little matinee in Baltimore, the final of a three-game series. Dodgers won the first two games of that series. Two to two in the bottom of the first two inning. Two on, two out, too. Yeah, Julio uh, already in some trouble with a couple of runs in, two on, and two outs like Yates mentioned right there. It's bizarre how bad he's been on the road this year. He's been really good at that. Like, he's been Julio at Dodger Stadium, and he's been a, kind of a bad pitcher. Not even kind of, He's been flat out, straight up bad on the road. He's been hurt. There's been mechanics issues, and there's been injury issues. I mean, um, conditioning issues. And I think that those are all related. And I think that that just shows up more on the road than it does at home. I, I really think that has a lot to do with it. He's wearing a different uniform next year. Uh, 100%. If yeah. he's not, then somebody did something wrong. Yeah. It, the, the only way he's not. I'm not saying he can't make it back. I'm just saying that this is a situation where 
if you're the Dodgers, whatever you had with him is not coming back. And I, I, I mean, and it's, but the thing is, it's hard to get rid of a guy who's only good in one place. Like who wants but that, that player? But that's a little misleading. No, that this is the first year he's had crazy road struggles. He's Again, been in the big league six but years. But it's the year we're in. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. That, not, that's but that's a reason eh. to go, is what I'm saying. Like that's 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 what the I mean. reason like, to go. The change is, of scenery for him. I, so he just gave up giving him more runs off wall, the wall. Yeah. Um, the, oh, play at the plate. Here's the here's the thing. It's not just what you're saying. That's part of what it is. It's the Dodgers do not pay high prices for anything other than exceptional right. performance. No, that's what I mean. Mookie, sure, 12 years, here's all the money. Freddie Freeman, six years, here's all the money. They're getting ready to roll up a truck for Shohei. They paid Clayton Kershaw when it was time to pay him. Correct. Julio is really good. He's not special. That's what I mean. And but they're not if, doing that. If he goes to another team and he ends up being successful, that's not one of those you can look back at the Dodgers and say, oh, what a mistake. No, he could use a change of scenery because whatever's happening here, and here I mean with the franchise, not here as in Los Angeles right. at home, it just isn't working. It's time to move on. It's kind of what – It's hoping you can get the best you can get out of him yep. for another playoff run. And the secret sauce the Do- – I, I get it. They've got the money. They've got the prospects. They've got all these things. But what they do better than I think almost anybody else, they're – if who and I'll just use it because it's the most, it's the closest example. If Julio had played the career, had put together the career he's had here down the road in Anaheim, the Angels would be lining up to give him a ten-year deal. Yeah, probably they'd be lining up to give him a ten-year deal because hey, he's our guy and this, that, and the other. He helped us win the World Series. All of those things are true, but the Dodgers' emotion turns off really quickly. It's too bad too because he's a really popular deals. player. It's too bad too because he's a really popular, popular player, but the performance hasn't been there. It hasn't. I want to get back to what we were talking about before the break, which is the devaluation of running backs, both for lack of a better term, emotionally and directly in the NFL and what that means for their ability to get big-time contracts. Now, I mentioned that because I like to be solutions-oriented about things, I would seriously consider a new CBA for a couple different reasons. Marshall Falk, you said, if more players were like him, then more players would be around for these long-term deals like running backs. That, to me, is directly correlated to what happens from a developmental level. If you can get a guy at 20 that you can turn into – or at least coach up to be something closer to a Marshall Falk, that is frankly quite completely different than getting a guy at 22 or 23 who all he has is particularly one gear that he's got to learn one other skill with a higher level of injury potential. I actually think it betters the league, and it's not just a matter of getting guys more money earlier for the sake of them being able to floss. If the game is going to be able to develop, then you've got to take a look at what the different positional things are. Now, does that open up a weird can of worms where you say, well, if you can do that for running backs, why can't you do it for defensive linemen? Yeah, sure, but if you're going to recognize that running backs are the issue, well then hey maybe consider something different and I'll, I'll liken it to this quickly and I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over it kind of reminds me if we're going to try to adjust for sport how the center position has evolved in the NBA that's exactly it's right. not even close to what it was that's when exactly a guy right. like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was playing and everything moved through to him and moved out it is possible to evolve a position without it completely going away and the NFL should probably look at that it's it's the perfect comparison in my opinion because Nikola Jokic would be anchored to the basket in Correct. the 80s and 90s. And he would be taught to and, be anchored to the basket. That's what he would do. Victor Wembenyama would be anchored to the basket. Let, let's teach him the Hakeem footwork and do all these things. That And by the way, that's the way the game was played. The game was played near the basket and outside. Yep. Now it's different. It's with wing players that can shoot threes. But the center position has evolved. Now – Embiid shoots threes. Yeah. Jokic shoots threes. Embiid, by the way, the yeah. MVP of the league. Right, right. The, yeah. the, it's not that we stopped using them. Right. We're using them differently, and that's what needs to happen here. We're, we're at the bottom of the curve with running backs, where if you're Marshall Falk, you're going to get paid, right? The, a Christian McCaffrey type, a, a dual threat. A, a guy who can do more than one thing. Debo Samuel. Yep. We can do more than one thing. We're going to move you all over the place. I need you to do that. But if you're just going to be a running back, I, I, I – the. Every rule change has favored the quarterback right. and the wide receiver. This is what we're doing. The league is going there. It works better. It's more entertaining. And I get it that the guys that play a traditional running back position, are they are injury prone. They yep. do have a short shelf life. All of these things are true. That's the spot you picked. And it's, it's, one, it, it's, un, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But it's not. It's not here, unfair. Here, here I, want to, I want to do one more thing here. Yeah. There was a time 
when the running back was the guy, right? Franco Harris, Earl Campbell, Tony Dorsett. Orenthal James Simpson, o- who's showing Simpson, up on my Jim internet Brown, talking about right, this, by the way. Right. That all, and then it's Emmett Smith. It's Barry Sanders. It's Adrian Peterson. Incredibly important. Look at the way that football's played right now. The last team that had a running back that was kind of the reason their offense worked the way that it did that won the Super Bowl? That won the Super Bowl? Yeah. It was Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay, and, yeah. and that's nearly. A I was going to say Ladanian before you said won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But yeah, it's, you're right. It's, Marshawn it's Lynch. Marshawn Lynch was right. the last one. I went and looked. It's it. You got to have guys that can do some things. But why would I spend all this money when the difference between the very best guy and good enough is pretty narrow, and the price tags are, are wildly are, well, different? I, I agree, and I think that's where I, I I hope that this discussion can get to a point. I don't mean our discussion. I mean the discussion amongst football people doing football things that really does consider a separate TVA. And again, for the sake of the development of the position, not just to be able to say that running backs are going to be rich like quarterbacks, but because if this is what you want out of a running back, you can't do it in the span of time with the type of work that you have to do. If you want them to be able to play this position on an evolved level, let them get to the league earlier. There's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. You think McVay, this is America. You think McVay saw that? Like, what? Ah, I never well. said that. I mean, I never did that. I don't think that McVay is going to regret for one second of his life absolutely detonating his relationship with Todd Gurley. I'll I'll go a step further. (laughs) Never mind the relationship with Todd Gurley. They realize, and and look, the Rams do some things that were new. And among them, never mind the F them picks philosophy. By the way, worked. Worked. Okay, they won the Super Bowl. Never mind the I will trade you my young guys for your old guys. That's worked too, right? Okay. Von Miller was a big reason they won the Super That's Bowl. True. Odell Beckham Jr. helped them get to this was on his, on way, his to way to an MVP, MVP yep. until his knee went out, yep. right? Matthew Stafford is the reason they won the Super Bowl. But what they did that very few teams still are incredibly reluctant to do. We blanked up with Todd Gurley. We gave him way too much money. Get him out. Right. Just rip that band-aid off. Don't try to save a bad deal. Get it out. Go cheaper. And when they did that, it's like, you know what? Didn't kill us. We went back to the Super Bowl in a couple of years because we made a tough decision in the moment. And I think that's what these teams are seeing, that you don't have to have this. And you sure as hell don't have to have it at a high price. Right. And we don't want to get stuck in a position like the Rams did where you're paying all these guys all these money because we're not going to do what the Rams did and say, Jared Goff, $100 million, traded the next year. Right. Todd Gurley, $30 million, cut a couple of years after that. So, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, Dalvin Cook is Dalvin on the Cook. street. What's his, uh, Josh, who led the uh, – Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, who led the Saquon league. Saquon Barkley. Saquon. We've been talking about this all week on TV, and it's just like if there's this many guys in the same sort of profile of player and time, okay, maybe it's time for a change. I mean, like, there's and there's nothing – like, the belly aching is from the people specifically involved. I get that. But there is a larger thing to be looked at here. And I don't know that I would call it an issue, but it is certainly something that as football continues is worth looking at because, frankly, there's no reason not to. We're trying to make everybody better. We're trying to develop stuff. If you if you think that the NFL teams are making or breaking their profit margins based on how much they pay their running backs, they're not. It's no. just a matter of roster construction and whether or not it makes sense. If you're thinking about the overall fabric of the game, we'd be better off letting running backs into the NFL earlier in their lives, not just their careers. It's a good, like, I like the solutions-oriented yeah. idea, right? It, it's an thing. interesting solution to that problem. Yeah. But you know that the owners are thinking Pandora's box. We'll see. You, you know yeah. that's what now, okay, if they're in, why can't I take that high school? Why can't I take Arch Manning right, right now? Why can't I put him earlier? We'll get him better coaching, better training, all of those things. Yeah. It's, it's a very, they they like it the way that it is. <laughs> and, and they know that the NFL Players Association, right, this, I remember, and I go, I go back to this all the time. It's mm-hmm. been a while. I should probably have a more recent example of it. <laughs> but it's the ultimate example of it. The last time they had an impasse between the owners and the players was back in 2010, right? And there was a brief lockout where the, the, the owners locked out the players. And about two weeks later, there were stories of Vince Young showing up at a, ke- at a check cashing place. Right. They know that the union is not taking care of their guys, right. not educating their guys on how to manage, how to prepare for a work stoppage and all of these things. And they, they're, they're, they're betting on it. Right. And so the second it, it's, oh, I missed a check. I, uh Oh, I got a lot of people I'm responsible for. I got to get some stuff done. I'll take whatever you got. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a weird, and that's where the know America it. element becomes really unfortunate. Cause that is just called doing business. Yeah. And they win everything. 
not to get too far down a labor negotiation. <laughs> this is why the baseball players get what they want. Yeah, they don't. They, they handled that very. We're not doing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, well you'll come back. No, we won't. Nope. But then the Dodgers will win the World Series. <laughs> Look out! <laughs> Bam! By the way, you're not wrong about that. I know. <laughs> you're not wrong about Just that. Just saying. You know, it's, they did it. They, it's not less, but it's different. No, it's different. It's not less. It's really different. Absolutely. Because where are the Dodgers always the best? Right around June, July, August. Turns out. Where, where, where was that every, World Started every season on July 4th. They'd have 20 rings. Right, yeah. right. If we That that middle of the season chunk, nobody comes within 100. And that's, right. okay, 60 games, that's the middle of the season. Perfect We're going to play for that. another month. Perfect. <laughs> Who won the World Series? Those guys. They did. They won it, though. They did. Everybody else is playing the same game. Factor cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. If you were here at 710, you see me drive in this morning in my beautiful Silverado pickup from Rotolo Chevrolet. You're in the market? You're thinking, you know what? So, Travs, I got to I got to get in on that Silverado. Get yourself out to Rotolo Chevrolet and see what all the fun is about because at Rotolo Chevrolet, here's what you're going to get. You're going to get unbelievable selection. You can't beat it. You're going to find unbelievable pricing as well. But what you're only going to find at Rotolo Chevrolet is customer service that is absolutely second to none. Dealer of the year, 13 years in a row. Number one in sales volume year after year after year after year. And you only win those awards by taking care of people, by making sure they get what they want, by being transparent, courteous, upfront, and people feel great about their purchase at Rotolo Chevrolet. Starts at the top with my friend Mike Capozio, right on down the line to everybody you meet at Rotolo Chevrolet. Right off the 210 freeway, Sierra Avenue exit, right there in Fontana, and tell them that Travis sent you. And you can't get in, go online at RotoloChevy.com. That's R-O-T-O-L-O, RotoloChevy.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, guys. What's, What's up, up Funchy? All right, guys. It's, it's, that was weird. <laughs> and unison, I like and it. Stereo. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been really, really hot everywhere, you know, all around around the world and everything. And a bunch of tourists went to Death Valley on Sunday because temperatures were expected to reach 131 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you not watching on YouTube, the face Travis just made was hilarious. Go on, Funches. Uh But you know, I, you know, you know why I made the hold on, Funches. You know why I made the face. I know why you made the face. We're gonna we're gonna get there because yeah, yeah. it was people that look like me yeah. that went to go do it. Yes. That's why. Yes, and I saw a package yeah, on the news, ahead, and yes, ahead. I'm sorry, everyone looked like you, Travis. I know, and then, look, you know, like everyone's like, you know, you're doing us, you're you're putting out the wrong message. We we, we, we put out, and the it's wrong not even message. that. It was like. Tourists from all around, around, around global around. whites, not yeah. just local no, whites. Like yeah, Norway right. and stuff like that. Yes, yes, yeah. and the cold countries too right. coming to Death Valley. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it fell short of 131. It only got up to 128 last it, Sunday. Huh? Yeah. So uh. fact or cap? Feeling that heat intrigues you, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> you take the lead on this. Uh, cap. First of all, I. I First of all, I spent a good portion of my life as a younger person in I lived in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. From the time I was six till I was eleven. Yeah. Lived in Phoenix. Okay. I've experienced 117, 18 degrees. Ain't great. It's terrible. Side note, <laughs> Travis, you know what's going on in Phoenix right now? Mm. Twenty straight days of at least 110 degrees. Okay. So with that in mind, I also spent 18 months of my life living in Houston, Texas. And the summer I lived there. They broke the record for the city of Houston in most consecutive days over 100 degrees. <laughs> no thanks. And it was something like 48 days in a row. Whoa. It wasn't 110. For- it was 100, but it was, and it wasn't a drop. Houston's wet and sweaty and all yeah. that. Yeah. It was dry as a bone and hot as hell. 
No, no, no. Especially somebody like me who carries <laughs> North a little American extra cut. weight, North yeah. American cut. The heat is something I actively avoid. Hell no. Cap for me, uh, as a sidebar story, I once was considering taking a job in Houston, visited the place for a week to 10 days just mm-hmm. to really feel what it was like. It was too hot. I was like, nope, can't live here. So <laughs> cap for me. But here's the other thing. I, I Listen, I am not a cruel human being. I am not the kind of person that wishes ill-timed events to happen on each other. But if the Darwin Awards start allowing <laughs> weather watchers, <laughs> climate-related climate <laughs> awards to be handed out, so be it. You want to go cook yourself? What are you trying to accomplish uh, out again, there? That's you, the part I don't to say you Earth, did it. I saw this Twitter tweet the other day. Earth is having a cookout, and we are the meats, okay? Yes, yes. Like, what are we doing here? You want to go do that? Be my guest. All right? I hope your papers are in order. What? So, okay, let's play Don't this, add, let's play It's your out. people making this I, move. I, I have no look, remote idea as to why this would be so a good idea outside of telling other people that look like you this that they is, did it. Oh, look, before you even started the story, I'm like, I know where this ends. <laughs> I know I know what this story is. The look of disgust. Because, I, reminder, I've seen it before. <laughs> he was playing first base, and I was playing shortstop. That's why I immediately recognized What's the win? Let's say it got to 131 degrees. Let's yeah. say you're traveling from, I don't know, Lagoon. And Miguel, and you go right. out there, and you're like, "Hey, guess what I did today? Yeah, I went and stood in 131 degree weather." And de- so you tell you just confirm you're a moron. total idiot. But if you're from Norway, you could go back to Norway, and you can say you've done maybe what both sides of the scale, the close coldest on the be globe, 90 in Norway soon enough. Probably right. Yeah, if we keep it up with these <laughs> well, colds. Well, but- I guess it's like fo- FOMO. You know, people want to really FOMO. Miss FOMO. Yes, yes, they do. I'm happy to be the M in the FOMO there. Right? Brian, would you want to feel this heat? Uh, I don't know what you guys have been working on, but that was the perfect deployment and tone of Miss Me With That (laughs) ever. That is exactly how that is used. I know that is not not native to your habitat, if we will, but that was it right there. Miss Me With That. 100%. Well done. Brian, would you want to feel that heat? Hell no. This is cap. This is... These people are crazy. Like, I... Why? At, okay, so let me let, let me change this a little bit. So Brian, all of us, at what point are you like? I don't even want to go outside anymore. Oh, where I don't even want to sit out in my backyard or or go for a walk. If I can I jump, if, if, yeah. if I can jump on this, if I can jump on this, this is this was something I had to learn moving to California because people say, you know, I come from the East Coast, DC, where the humidity is out of pocket. It'll be hundred degrees. It may not get to hundred degrees. It'll be ninety five, sweltering. It's disgusting, but. The UV index is not the same. And I remember when I got here, it'd be like 80, but I'm like, yo, it is hot as a mug out here. (laughs) What is going on? I had to learn the differences between those two things. So for me, I'm still figuring out when is not go outside, not based on just temperature, but the UV index will completely change my experience, no doubt about it. 85 is the answer. Okay. A- 85. Yeah. You can go for That's a walk. If it's 82. Again, 85 with a 12, 13 index is wow. hot, bro. Stand inside. You know what I'm saying? That is smoking because you Brian, can't move the same way. What about for you? Uh, low 90s. Anything over that, it's like, I'm not even going outside. 90. Anything with a 9. Right. But I mean, like nine is something that's just a part of life you have to live with sometimes in these coasts, but it's a different heat, you know? Not oh, happening. Not for me. All right, guys. Uh, do you guys know Hollywood Forever? It's the famous cemetery on Santa Monica Boulevard. Is it in Westwood? Uh, no, it's on uh, sort of L.A. by Melrose and stuff okay. like that. Okay, yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. Okay, well, it's a, sem- a famous cemetery. There's a bunch of celebrities buried there or whatever. And it will sometimes have concerts. I've got a, I've got a plot there, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it, will, it will sometimes have concerts and movie nights and stuff like that. I've been there. They have a Day of the Dead celebration. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's the place with the island mausoleum. Yes, okay. yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Um, but I get weirded out, man. It's a cemetery. You know, people are celebrating and having a good time and movie nights and stuff like that. But I'm partying. You're partying on dead people, basically. <laughs> so I get weirded out. And um, so fact or cap, concerts, parties, or movie nights at a cemetery freak you out. Uh, Yates. Um, fact, but I will say, if there's one cemetery I'm gonna go to to see an outdoor function, this would probably be it. Yeah, I kind of get the vibe. I, I, listen, I'm not whistling by the graveyard. I did not go to one. Of, I'm not from one of those places in the world where like you hung out at the graveyard because that's where nobody was gonna catch you smoking yeah. weed in high school. <laughs> yeah, right. There's, I mean, that's a real part of America. I'm not one of those people, but. I also, I'm not afraid of moving through a graveyard. You got to understand, Arlington Cemetery is where I'm from. I mean, this is not, I'm not freaked out by the idea of being amongst the dead. Now, 
That also means ain't a whole lot of graveyards that are that cool to hang out with. This is a pretty cool graveyard. You know what I mean? Like, they got some stuff worth seeing. And if there's a concert I want to see, all right, take a little mini tour of those that are no longer with us, and then you get on with the proceedings. I don't hate this. Travis. Uh, I'm not a particularly religious person. I'm, I'm not somebody that believes in, like, spirits and all that kind of right. stuff. But, but it feels pretty damn disrespectful. Right? Exactly. Okay, there's that. It really yeah. does. That Hey, you want to catch a movie? Yeah, let's go stand on Gramps' grave over here. That just feels <laughs> wrong. I mean, not not okay. that I'm afraid of you know the 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 undead reaching out and pulling me down. That's under. me. That's what I'm afraid. Yeah. of. Okay, you're I, on I'm that. Not, you're the, you're that the zombie stuff. Ghouls and goblins That's element. Right. Put yeah. it this way. My, my my most of my family, my grandparents, we're, we're team cremation in the Roger okay. slash Kazaya crew. Right. So right. that's just how it goes. But if we did have a plot, and I knew that people were standing on my nana's grave watching a movie, I wouldn't love that. I'll say this. I'll up this Annie. When are we doing Halloween at this graveyard? <laughs> we should. I mean, I'm, I'm down. down. That, yeah. that, I'm down. Get ghouls and goblins. Holla at your boy on this night. Have a remote from there. You can have, definitely have a remote from there. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, overnight remote. That would be awesome. Brian, was, are you freaked out? Uh, fact, I'm a little freaked out. I mean, maybe what Yates said, Halloween, maybe the one time a year that, you okay. know, let it slide kind of a deal. But they're not, nah. How often are they doing shows there? They do like almost two, once, two a week. Night, no, once a week. No, almost once a week. Almost once a week. Once a week. Got a show and a dinner show. <laughs> I think every Saturday, all summer, and then the day of the dead celebration towards like around Halloween time. Yeah, and that's also exploitative on like a land usage thing. It's like, yo, it's a cemetery, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like in the sense of like, it's not supposed to be used. Like that no, feels like you're zoning that incorrectly. There are not a ton of cemeteries in Southern California. No, they're they're like you go to other parts of the country. Yeah, they're Midwest, all over the place. The South, they're yeah. all over they're the place. They're a big part of yeah. They're, they're real a big estate. part of the the culture. Yeah. There's just there's just so many fewer people. Mm -hmm. But out here, it's like we could be using that, right? From a business <laughs> standpoint, yeah, a land management standpoint, know, like, let's talk. Let's find out if we can find a way that we both win on this deal. <laughs> a mutually beneficial situation. That's yeah. funny. All right, guys. Now I've heard it's not cool to order the same dish as your significant other at a restaurant. But I also heard. The, the 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 opposite, you know, that it's not a big deal at all. So, do you get the same order as your significant other at a restaurant? Fact or cap, Travis? Uh, cap. Susan and I have been married. Uh, it'll you guys, be. You guys have run this place so many times. Twenty. I know. Yeah. It'll be I know. Right. Twenty. What's this? Is twenty. It'll be twenty-eight years this. Uh, twenty. Twenty-seven or twenty-eight years this September. Okay. Uh, we dated for ten years prior to that. Okay, we've known each other a really yeah. long time. I don't think we've ever gotten the same thing in a restaurant. Never really? Never time. No. That, and we like a lot of the same things, and she always orders first, and I will, if I have a You'll list adjust. of two or three things, and if she happens to pick one of the two or three things on the menu that I want, I will always go in a different direction. That's fair. I like that. And I mean, listen, the idea is that you don't eat out often, therefore you don't want to be doubling up, and I just think that this depends on, frankly, your teammates. Like, hey, if we go to a place and we both like the same thing, we're getting it. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's just what it is. But if you've need, if neither one of you have ever been there, or if one of you has and the other of you hasn't, mix it up. Just for the sake of being able to diversify your palate, so at least you know if you what's and available. I went to lunch together, which we have done. I would not order the same thing as you. But if you ordered for and you for like if you ordered the cheeseburger and sure. I want a cheeseburger, I'm gonna get it. Right. Be okay, but, but that's lower stakes. But it's not you're not my significant other. No. But if it were I wanna eat a little bit of that. Yeah. No, I that's try fair. It. You wanna try a little of mine, I wanna try two things. This is wholly dependent on a lot of things. For example, also if you're on a road trip, this is all out the window. You know what I mean? Because you're not in a normal circumstance. You may road or may trip, not, you gotta get a bunch of different that, things. Well, but I'm saying it. or that you're in a situation where you have to eat and you know what I'm saying you're not taking risks on the road because you know you, you need the food for lack of a better term you can't double up and replace it I will normally sacrifice what I want to eat for my wife yes you sure know? like definitely you know like sometimes she will get the better dish and I will get the the second best dish but we would normally split do you, everything do you keep score like susan, no i don't susan, keep score I do. susan and i will always and not like you get to go first I, she always goes first but we will i'm like yeah mine's better than yours okay no, like I'm every not. and but yeah. vice versa and we're about 50 50 i don't know that i keep score and i'm not really that I, i'm not competing <laughs> on things like that she in my life. is the most competitive person my water's got a little more than yours oh wow so, oh my god wow oh my go. goodness okay. she's got a problem All brian right. do you order the same dish i was splitting everything i don't think my uh, girl would even allow me to order the same thing <laughs> mm. even if we go to the state uh, steak 
steakhouse real nice. We'll get two different cuts of steak just yep. to try. Yeah, just yeah. to say you did yep. it. Yeah. There's also the option, which is something I've done a lot more, which is just sharing the same thing because they're not. You don't need that much food. Like yeah. I, in That's my true. in my recent life, yeah, in my recent life, I have moved away from taking everything. It's like, dude, I'm not eating all that. And if it gets home, it's a different experience. This this is a thing. Get it home, though. You can eat it later. That's yeah, night. I know. But you know, like, again, and not all of us are of the North American cut, Trav. That's not necessarily a priority. <laughs> that, hamburger, that sandwich. Sure, hamburger that, or sandwich for sure. But like, Ruben? if it's something that's like a big deal anyway, it's like you know what? None of neither one of us is eating more than half of this, and we're probably not going to eat more than half of the other thing either. So why not just get the other half, bring it in here, and all <laughs> that. I'll take care of that for you along the way. All right, Otani, does he move to anywhere other than exactly where he is? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So we, I don't know, stumbled into or whatever. Well, we, we the, the last that- conversation we had led into... What Funches mentioned when he walked into the studio during the break. Bon me sandwiches. Correct. Which is arguably the number one sandwich. Well, l- let's be more clear. It is your number one sandwich. It is my number one sandwich. For sure. Yeah. And I- the reason why, I mean, listen, we talk about roster construction a lot. <laughs> Running back's not worth a lot. Perhaps quarterbacks are overvalued and kickers are right where they should be. Bon me's construction from a roster standpoint, unbeatable, untouchable from a formulaic standpoint. Hard bread on the outside, soft bread on the inside. The rest of the ingredients can be cold, can be warm. Versatile, yes. playing both sides of the ball. Fresh. 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 You get the carrots, the cilantro, oh. the jalapenos in there. Oh. It's fresh. And you can add or remove as you like, and you have not completely destroyed the context of the sandwich. Can I add one other thing that's just what really would you like? next level? If it's done correctly and that roll is the correct bon me roll, yeah. everything stays in the sandwich. Yes. Where like, like it just, that, it's not popping falls out. I know. It's not, not popping out. Like you get like I love an Italian, right? Sure. Who doesn't love an Italian? It's a great sandwich too. Italian's a mess. Playability playability factor very it's, low. It's all the, very the oil low. and the onions yeah, and the it, it's all over the place. It's delicious, but it's you can't eat it can't with eat one it in hand. Public. You got yeah. twenty five napkins, you're going, Bon me, it's like you didn't even need a napkin. You no. just take down the whole thing. Exactly right. Exactly right. So you mentioned we need to get some banh mi's in here. Yes. What are your favorite Funches banh mi spots around uh, the Southland? Lee Sandwiches is my favorite banh mi spot. It's a franchise. They're all over the OC and I think some in LA County or whatever. Um, the best, I think. I So he said that. I'm like, you're like, what's I've that? I never had, and but I'm like, wait, there's one right off the five freeway. Um, in Anaheim that I drive by every morning. And the coffee is amazing there, too. Well, of course. No, yeah, I this is what happening. they do. So Sidebar, Vietnam, first Women's World Cup appearance this it, year. It opens here in a bit, right? Tonight. Is midnight, it tonight? tonight? Midnight tonight's the first match. Are you into it? I'm very into it for two different reasons. As you guys know, I'm a big soccer guy, but I'm also, more specifically, for those of you who are like, oh, who's your team? I like national team soccer. Club soccer, to me, has moved to a realm that it's cool. I get it. The competitions, to me, the stories of the nations are what draws me to national team tournaments because you get people who literally live all over the world who come to represent their countries. And so this tournament has expanded. It has moved up to uh, 32 teams, which is the first time it's done that. And, uh, yeah, there's some first time. There's eight first-time nations. I'm asking this with no no knowledge of anything. Are there 32 good teams in the world? I don't know about teams? good, but the point is is that there are probably 10 or 15. Okay. And there's probably five that can win it. The U.S. has won four of the nine total tournaments, um, which is more than any How other How many teams. of the men's teams in the Men's World Cup can legitimately lay claim to? We're, we're showing up to win ten. this thing. Is it 10? Yeah, probably. And that's 10 with three or four teams thinking that they can do it because they've done it before as a nation, okay. not necessarily as a squad. And that's also where the element of potential surprise comes in. Because if you've got that many teams that are in it versus that many teams that can probably win it, one upset is a big deal. It changes things a lot. And in general, it's happening down under. And the best part about this tournament, which is always the best part about the tournament, is that the host nation has a real shot to win it, Australia. So, you know, it's going to be a fun little deal to see. And um, that's that. Anyway, my point is about Vietnam was this. I came to Bon Mies as a result of the pho. So mm. bringing it all back around, I might get off of the ginger fish, uh, the ginger fish get soup, and get the Bon Mies and see what's going on at my local pho shop. B- bon Mies is a lot like pizza. 
there are degrees of better yes. uh, better than you can this get some crappy bond me's that people aren't taking it seriously. But but even a air quote crappy one, yeah, ain't that bad. Ain't that right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a the worst slice of pizza you've ever had in your life. It's like it's fine. It's pizza. I get it. Bond me's are fantastic. Bond me's are like you get a bad Italian. Like nah, I don't. I don't right. Eat that this. ruins your day. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm not eating this. Yeah. Like, you get a little fatty. Then eh, I'm not doing that. A lot of slander for the Italian gonna, sandwiches. No, it's, it's 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 a mess. It's top five. It's a but mess. It's, it's, yeah, it's a different it's a experience. Lot. You can't. You can't. It does not travel. You cannot travel with it. If you take it somewhere else, it is a different thing than what you got it. Where are you coming out on a cheesesteak? Cheesesteak. So there was a large period during the shutdown where I was chicken cheesesteaks all day, every day. I got into like a six week phase where I was getting a chicken cheesesteak from Jersey Mike's literally every really? day. <laughs> every day of my, I don't know what it was. I don't know what happened. And I might have placed myself out of the, I haven't had one since like for, with any regularity, you know what I'm saying? Cause there was a time when you're a younger man and everybody else is eating your in and outs. Everybody else eating Mickey D's. It's like, no, no, no. I'm going to find me a cheesesteak. I'm going to Great Steak and Potato. It felt like an elevated experience from a sandwich standpoint as a younger man. I probably have eaten thousands of cheesesteaks in my life. Really? As a man that is 42 years old now, man, they're tough to get down without creating a real anchor on the rest of my day. Okay, hot, hot take alert. Arguably the most overrated sandwich that exists. That's fine. I would, Whoa, and that's what yeah. I'm saying. Really? Yes. That, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. I've yes. grown out of cheesesteaks yeah. in many ways in my life. It's, I totally get that. A cheesesteak is a bite or two sandwich. A bite of a cheesesteak is off the charts great. A <laughs> second not, bite, pretty, it's like eight bites. This, this is a lot, man. <laughs> and, and it's something, oftentimes, low quality meats, the roll makes or breaks yeah. that sandwich. And, and it, yeah, and I know the, and, and it's also one of those where the original DNA of cheesesteaks is not that good. Cheese Whiz, sorry, not doing that. I'm not doing all that in Philly. Respectfully, let's, that's not for me. Because we're making white people nachos. <laughs> I don't need cheese. Cheese Whiz, whiz not life. with the bread. Right? No, the, can't with do the it. Velveeta and the cheese. Can't whiz, do it. Not going to happen. All right, so let, let's start this conversation. This yep. is going to take us a few minutes to get through all of it. Trade deadline is, what do we got here? We got 12 days until the trade deadline. Tuesday, August 1st. Okay. Otani is on the Angels or on a, a different team? You don't have to say the other team, but do you think he's still with the Angels post-deadline, finishes this year in Anaheim or somewhere else? The Angels or the field yes. is the question. I'm taking the field because I think that Artie let – me, let me phrase this delicately. I don't think – that Artie is going to somehow, for lack of a better term, grow a brain on roster construction that he did not have before. But I do think that there is going to be someone that convinces him, outside of his own team, hey, here's how you can screw the Dodgers. And there's two ways that can happen. Number one is trading him to the San Francisco baseball giants. Because proactively, from a baseball standpoint, it gives them a competitive advantage. And even visually, not going to the Dodgers is something that I think Artie, as a so-called crosstown rival, has some desire from. Uh, for. Secondly, I think because of the percentage of possibility that they make it to the playoffs, that like that falls away. Lastly, it'd be one thing if he had, let's just say, 45 homers right now. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. If he was legitimately chasing bonds, then maybe. But when you add all that stuff up, I just don't think it makes sense. However, that has nothing to do with how Artie Moreno does any sort of business. So there's that. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. There we go. There's that. That's, we, got, we got to where we needed to go because yeah. <laughs> you, you're right. The percentage of them make, depending on where you look, you look at baseball reference, it's about five and a half. You look okay. at some other places, it's in the threes. You it's some sub other places, ten. It's, it's in single digits. <laughs> yeah. The best case scenario, still in some single digits. So – the idea of we're going to get in, it's not. It's it's a bad play. Right. The idea of screwing the Dodgers. Okay. That you for whatever reason you've decided they're your rivalry. They're not. They just you. I've lived here almost my entire. They're not. Right. They're, they're market rivals. They are not baseball rivals. Companions. Right. That's what they are. If That's, you think that it. you're taking eyeballs away from your by people watching the Dodgers, it's you're just, not. It's just not a thing. And in an attempt to air quote screw the Dodgers, you may actually by keeping him be making it more likely that he ends up with the Dodgers True. because their package of prospects that it would take didn't didn't go anywhere. They're right. still they're still there. There's that. You said at the very beginning that he's going to grow a brain on how to develop a <laughs> rock. This isn't an, an intellect thing. This isn't a brain thing. This is 
Maybe it's a brain. Where, where does the ego live? Is it in your brain? I don't know. Probably somewhere between your heart and your brain yeah. and your junk. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, for so, being real. Yeah, probably further south. <laughs> likely further south than north. Yeah, yes. I'm with you on that. <laughs> and I think this is a straight ego play. Yeah. It, because the other moves that have made that made baseball people go, huh? We're all ego plays. That, that we heard, I think there was a, a interview that Perry Manassian gave a while ago where Artie wanted to go heavy on Trey Turner. And he's like, hold on a second. We're not a Trey Turner away. We're a bunch of Hunter Renfro's away. We got to, we're Adam Drury. We got to start to fill this <laughs> thing in. Drury. But it's, it's, we need major league quality players in multiple places, not more stars. Rendon was a huh. Pujols was a huh. Right. Uh, Hamilton was a huh. So when the, the worst possible decision is to keep him. And that's why I think yeah. that's the thing that's most. But the worst to possible decision to keep him was not that decision a month ago. You know what I'm saying? And that's why sure. I have to think sure. that maybe two weeks from now, it's possible that somebody gets in his ear. Because remember, he was gonna leave. Remember that episode? He was one foot out the door. Honey, I'm going to get some cigarettes. Don't wake up the kids. They'll never see me again. And then he came back home. It's a perfect example of what we're talking about. Because when the oh! remember they fired Joe Madden. And yes. Like, Here we go again. And then shortly thereafter, there was the announcement that he was going to sell the team. And Angel fans are like, all right. All right. Hey, now. All right. Maybe we can, you know, bring, and I'm make, make bring in a Joe Laka. Bring in somebody oh. who says, hey. The I speculation was off the charts. I don't know baseball, but I know how to win stuff. Yeah. But give, give me a chance to put this thing together. I'm right. going to blow your socks off. And then he doubles back and says, you know, I changed my energy moment. Oh, oh, dear. Yeah. So, again, it's a series of inexplicable decisions that do, don't do anything other than I'm not going to be the guy that traded him. I'm not going to be the guy that took the Dodgers prospects, even though they have more than anyone else, yeah. that I'm not going to do these things. And what he's going to end up with is a team that misses the playoffs and a player that walks out the door for next to nothing. They're going to get a compensatory second-round draft pick if he leaves, as opposed to a handful sure. of major league players. The only caveat in that, and this has nothing to do with Artie Moreno, is that you know you got Otani. There's no replaceable, in fact, True. value from an experience standpoint of being able to see him. But again, that has nothing to do with the owner. And it has that is a default And thing. it has an expiration date that is getting larger by the day. Yes, correct. And so now it's not just, hey, I, I do every, I've done everything I can theoretically. Right. Didn't work. We got to move on. So if he's moving, where? That's next. Travis Lee, Big CY, Infra Slee, 710 ESPN.